FIFA fans around the world, we're recording this on Monday, November 1st. As always, I'm your host, Tyler. And I'm your host, Andrew. Welcome to your weekly hit of the Foot Fix. Tyler, to kick things off, what Oregon IPA are you drinking tonight? You know, Andrew, what a great lead-in. I have this fabulous Oregon IPA from Boneyard, uh, which okay. is literally the closest brewery to my house. I found, I previously shouted out Silver Moon for being the closest brewery to my house. And then I came to find out there's one that's even closer. And this one is probably a 15-minute walk for me. Uh, but this is their RPM IPA. It's fantastic. It's a Ben staple. Uh, anyone anywhere near the Oregon area uh, should give it a try. Andrew, what are you drinking? Nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise you. I am drinking a Robert Mondavi private collection, which means it's not special at all. Actually, uh, Cab Cabernet Sauvignon. Wow! Um, so nice, nice little red classy. wine for me tonight. So. Very not classy. I think it's like an eight dollar bottle of wine or something, but <laughs> it's it's good. Like it's you know it's a good go to wine. So cheers. All right, cheers, man. So Andrew, to kick things off, we have a new rule breakers promo came out on Friday. This is team one. Uh, pretty sure there's going to be team two this upcoming Friday. Uh, there Wouldn't was that be original... great if there wasn't? Wouldn't that be great if they, like, <laughs> they never like call it one. Team 1 usually? Done. They're just like, OTW is here or something. And they're just like, they're Team 1. It's like, nah, we're done. We're going to move to something else more fun. Oh, God. Could you imagine what Twitter would look like if that happened? Anyway, uh, we got 11 players initially. And then a couple of days later, they dropped three more. Uh, anyone in the squad stand out for you? Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of guys. But first, I kind of just want to talk about Rule Breakers promo in general. I kind of think it's stupid. I don't like it. Like who likes having a good stat or any stat taken away from a card to boost other stats to break the rules? Well, who like, you know, it was cool scream where you gave cards just like crazy juice stats. Oh like, my God. You'd give guys, you'd give cards like 99 rating and two stats and you rotated them around and stuff. That was cool. Or you did that random FIFA 18. I think it was where like, one week of month like the cards became the best cards in the game and they pulled away the stats again those things were cool this is just like eh, you like they're they're fine but you can see in the prices that most of these cards are not that exciting because they haven't fully juiced really many of these cards so obviously the headliner is usman dembele he's amazing he's amazing as a gold so you know his i'm sure his 86 rated would be incredible the other super expensive card is Holland, and I don't get it. They didn't. The only thing that would matter to me with him is if they juiced his skill moves and weak foot, and he's still three star, three star. So to me, why in the world is he like an 800k card? That is kind of crazy to me. So I don't know. Really, you know, this super sub type people, there's not a lot that stands out. I know Arnautovic is getting a lot of love, both in our Discord and on Twitter and stuff. So I would like to try him out. But other than that, not a ton interests me that much. Like the good card, like Rudinger and TAA are like kind of overpriced. And so I don't know. What what do you think? Am I too, too down on this? Uh, I actually think that read is pretty fair. Uh, Debele is great, but the premium that you're paying versus the gold card is just so astronomically high that you're, if you're a person who's buying that card off the market, you're 
undoubtedly going to be disappointed and think that there's something wrong with him and he's not quite good enough. It, his price doesn't make any sense. It's, it's way too high. Uh, Rudiger, I do think, would be a fantastic CB. He'd probably be my second favorite card out of this bunch. I used his gold card pretty early on in the game, and he was incredible. And so to get a, a boosted version of Rudiger, I think would be great. But you're exactly right. He's way too expensive. Like I would not be going and buying him off the market. He's just one of those guys that if I was going to get someone untradeable, he'd be my second choice of the, the card that I would be looking to get. Then I think, yeah, we're getting a, hearing a lot of love for Arnautovic because he's actually affordable. He's 30, 35K, somewhere in that ballpark. Pretty good stats, very well-rounded. I think he's a, a great card to, to be using. Diaby, I have come up against three times, and he's insanely fast. So he's like a huge troublemaker. Uh, he'd be one I'd be interested to have. He actually would fit into my team on full Kim as it stands because I have a lot of French players. He's got a two-star weak foot, which totally like ruins his like longevity. Like I think if you got him, you'd use him right now for probably the next two weeks and be like, oh, this is super fun. And then you'd be like, I'm never using this card again because he only has a two-star oh. weak foot. You know, he's probably has real long-term longevity until team of the season as a sub, like he'd be a home wrecker to come in in the 70th minute against tired defenders and just outrun them. And probably actually even better in games you're winning if against a guy where you're just trying to like, you know, a guy pushing very forward and you're just trying to counter him down the wings and maybe not even make a pass, just try to run it out. I bet he would be really great in that situation. Obviously, he's like 100K right now, so that's not what you want to pay for. But if you end up packing him untradeable or if he, you know, if we get a massive SBC supply boost for maybe, uh, you know, a UEFA marquee matchups or something tomorrow and he dips down to like 50K, he might, you know, be an interesting super sub for the long haul. Yeah, totally. Like he reminds me, like week one of this game, I got... Sar the Watford right mid untradeable yeah. as an inform. He was like his 82 inform. And he was exactly that, like the super sub in the early stages. And he was just so much faster than everyone. I think he also has a two-star weak foot, very one-dimensional player. This Diaby card is like infinitely better than than Sar, but he's kind of like the current version of that, where he'd be real fun to use, great off the bench, late in game. But I, I don't think he's gonna be like a, a starter for. For most people, the one card I did want to really shout out who actually makes my starting 11, the French striker, 83 rated repair, repair, repair. I don't know how you say it. I don't speak French. Uh, that dude is crazy good. Insane value. He's so cheap. And I mentioned I have a lot of French players in my squad. You know, I'm I'm trying to basically like hybrid in La Liga and League 1. I have that messy card. I've got Wijnaldum. Neither of those guys are French. Uh, but this guy helps kind of bridge my, my French La Liga players to my League 1 players. And he's been incredible. Um, there's a real lack of medium-high work rate players in the game. And so... I'm basically running two CDMs that are both high, high because Rapar, whatever his name is, is also high, high. So I'm playing him in CDM and I'm playing one ultimate CDM. That's totally suboptimal and like not what you really want to be doing, but there just aren't other players that I want to, 
want to go out and get. And of course I could try to spend, you know, the 350K on Conte, whether it's SBC or the, the gold card, this card's 18K. Like he's doing a good job. I'm happy with it. Incredible value. I really love him. Uh, I appreciate that at least EA put some, some sneaker, uh, sneaky good cards in here with Arnautovic and Rapar. That's awesome to hear. I actually might go pick him up. I've actually looked at him, you know, he's very close to Hullet Gang, but then his underlying stats looked a little suspect to me. I'm trying to pull him up right now. Yeah. Like, like I don't love his shooting going forward, but he's very much like a box to box type player, but he can do a little bit of everything. He's very similar to the, the silver stars in Tekka that came out a week ago, but he's just slightly better. And so, you know, if people are out there, they already have position changed that Inteka card. Like, sure, this guy's maybe not worth paying uh, 20K for, but I needed the link. I needed the, literally the French league link. And he just yeah. solved that problem for me. I tried Chuamani, who's also high, high. Again, everyone and their mother is either medium, medium or high, high. Those are like the only work rates that I can find for my midfielders that aren't 500K. And I actually preferred Rapart over Chuamani. And so, you know, tried them both, and that's where I went. Yeah, that's great. Uh, funny you mentioned midfielders who they screwed up someone, but someone has dropped dramatically in price who would be a strong link for you. He has high medium, but attacking high is De Young has dropped dramatically in price. That's kind of a teaser for what we're going to talk about what's happening in the market later. But he has cut in half since we talked last week. So that's, that's something going on. So he might be someone you check out too. Yeah. His link would work because he would soft link into my one album and I'm using Usman Dembele off Kim is left forward. And so I set up in a four, three, two, one. And so I could totally slot De Young into that middle center mid and he would. Here's a fun, here, here's a fun Fill thing. everything. I was thinking you were going to hard link them to Messi and there we go. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, brain hasn't updated with that yet. Still, I, I kind of refuse to admit that's a thing. Uh, yeah. So, you know, anyway, that's rule breakers. I think it's kind of fun, but I agree. It's nowhere near as cool as scream. I think EA need to bring scream back. Like, People are talking about political reasons. I don't understand what all the, like they have trick or treat promos going on. I, I don't really feel like they've avoided any association with Halloween. So I don't really understand what all that's about. Like they still are associating with Halloween and I wish they would just bring it back because it was way better uh, than these dumb rule breakers promos. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I know there's thoughts that they're getting away from footness and stuff, which makes sense. But getting away from Scream, it didn't even say Halloween. It's Scream. It wasn't, you know, uh, whatever. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, there, there's some more content we've gotten with the Rule Bakers, though, right? So it wasn't just these, what, fifth, 14 cards, 14 cards this time, which is also weird that they're doing random 14 or 15 card promos and not really keeping it consistent. We've got some more stuff. Um, we've got a couple of SBCs. We got... I think one objective, Antonio, then I think we've gotten three specific rule bakers SBC so far, which is nice to have the content, Dante and Kunku and Kostic. Any of that interest you? I really thought about both Dante and Nkunku. Nkunku, friend, like I mentioned, I have a lot of French players. 
And then it was like, okay, he's medium, medium. And it's like, all right, well, I, I've already got these guys that are high, high that work just fine in game. Why do I want to go spend all this extra fodder on a medium? Like medium, medium is my least favorite work rate in the entire game. And so I think his stats looked awesome. The passing, the, I think it's cool. Also, there are two versions of him. You can either get one that I believe is either higher passing or it's the other one higher shooting, I believe. And the passing one is yep. like the one that people are universally like, oh, that's the better card. I think his face card stats look awesome. And if he had medium high work rates, I probably would have done him. Uh, but the fact that he's medium, medium, I just decided to stay away. I have literally zero Bundesliga players in my club. And so it's like, it really doesn't make sense for me. Kostic, again, two-star weak foot, uh, terrible links all the way around. If I was going to try to get any, I'd rather just go buy Diaby off the market and use him. I don't have any, any need for Kostic. Uh, so he did not interest me. Dante, I thought a lot about. Uh, okay. up, up until... Uh, this weekend, I was using Eder Militel and Alaba. Alaba got the nice uh, upgrade from the last team of the week. I was all excited about that. Uh, and then I feel like I just hit a wall in like my gameplay, and I decided to blow up the team. I went with, decided to adopt to the, the meta. I brought in Kimpembe. I brought in Marquinhos. I brought in first Donnarumma, and then I downgraded to Navas, and I've not noticed a difference oh. at all in terms of death quality triangle. of those keepers. The death and, triangle. Yeah, the, the, the PSG death triangle, and I was like, you know what, I could sell this Marquinhos for Dante, and I would still have all the same chem because I don't need that strong link from Marquinhos, and then I really like was looking at the stats, I was like, I don't think Dante's better than Marquinhos, so I think I'd rather just stay tradable and keep Marquinhos in the squad, and just let this one go but i was tempted um how about you andrew any of these things kind of jump out for you yeah i I looked at everything i didn't really strongly consider anything they all seemed a little expensive for kind of the cards that they were didn't really view any of them as must-have starters especially kind of as you did when you're comparing them to freely available tradable cheap as hell gold cards out there like the upgrade just didn't really seem out there to me. So I kind of passed on all of them so far. One thing we got today that I didn't pass on though, is we got a hero SBC. I did it. It It's almost certainly too expensive, but I didn't care. It was just like one of those things where I think we talked about all last year. We're going to talk about all this year. When these type of SBCs come out, unless they are just insanely overpriced i'm probably just going to do them because i'll have the fodder usually and it's just always fun to like pull that slot machine so i got i didn't get the best guy i got cahill so he's interesting he's probably usable as a sub certainly much less value than the sbc cost but you know it's fun to me we're, we're trying what about you tyler it came out i was like ah oh, this is so expensive and then i was like well let me just see what untradeables i have in my club and it was like, lo and behold, I built all three squads with just cards in my club. It was like, oh, I could do this truly with just what I already have. And we talked about, what, two, three weeks ago, how I was like going to do a club stock of high-rated cards. And I could either sell them or use them. And then I was like, you know what? This is the perfect time. Let me just use these cards. And so fired it up. I let it rip. Uh, and I got Robbie Keane, the... Premier League hey, Irish hey, striker. Hey, that's not bad. 
he's like one of the six of the 19 or 20 heroes who's actually worth more than the the SBC cost. I think his current cost is somewhere around like 450k on PlayStation. I used him earlier in the year, loved him, uh, but I was getting killed on his value. Like I bought him for mm. like I, I, we talked about it in the pot. I, I can't remember the numbers, but it was something like I bought him for like 600k, and then he like promptly dropped 50k, and then kept slowly falling, falling, falling. And I finally just cut bait and got out of it because I just didn't trust the value of these hero cards. So I probably lost 75, 80K on that card uh, to get him now untradeable. He's in my club forever. Honestly thrilled, like totally worth it. Really happy about it. Uh, huge W for me. I think for most people, like it's probably an L, like most of the cards aren't going to be worth what the, the SBC is, but we've really kind of been starved on the content side, which is weird because last year I felt like we were super content heavy this year they've really like kind of slowed things down uh that's been a little odd and they may be taking advantage of our gambling habits um any so thoughts I don't on know. that yeah i don't know if that's actually right um i wasn't playing the game at this point if you will recall but this is right around the time i started like focusing on the game and stuff and I think this time of the year, we always forget there's not a lot of good content at this time of the year, usually, because it's a lot of people just getting used to the game. The The biggest change this year from other years is the value of cards is not really held long term. But I think we often do get these kind of like subpar SBCs. Occasionally, one drops this incredible value. But for the most part, I think they are usually kind of like disappointing you know, we obviously never had heroes before, so we never had that type of SBC. But, you know, like the Rule Breakers promo last year didn't really have more than one or two cards that were worthwhile. I don't recall there being an SBC card in that promo that was worthwhile. So it's just, you know, it takes a long time. Like historically, it took until Footmas and Team of the Year. And then once the calendar rolls around, that's when things usually, I think, really get cranking when we get to Future Stars and things like that. Yeah, the one correction I'll add Last year, Rule Breakers, we got an Anderson Taliska SBC, which was around 50K, and he was insane. Incredible card. Sure. We, we got the same card again this year as a once to watch. Um, also a fantastic card. But you're right. I think when I say that about content not being great, what I really go back to, I think it was FIFA 18, where like this time of year, we got the Del Piero and Rui Costa SBCs. Like there was like, these icons that had been made available kind of semi early on. And I think yep. it's me being an old guy that's hanging on to the past of like, Oh, remember the glory days, like back when <laughs> FIFA was great. And we got these good icons to add in early in our squad. And I get why EA, EA changed that. Like they don't make any money off of people putting a Rui Costa in their club and hanging on to them for seven months. Um, you know, they're, they're going to mix it up. And I think that's what they did. Uh, but overall, I would say I like the way that the progression is working. And so I probably just need to to temper that a little bit. Yeah, that, that's completely fair, I think. Um, so I think overall from us, the today's hero SPC is probably something you should stay away from. But we know most of the people listening to this are addicts and we're just not going to. And it is fun to try and maybe you'll get Gignola or uh, Pele. Or the other cards over this Cordoba, Cole, 
or Keen. That's really the only ones that are valuable. Oh, and Denatalie. Those. Yeah, those if you are got really Dina, the only ones that if are you got Dinatale, Ginola, or Pele, I think you'd be like over the moon excited. Like that would be like Absolutely. the biggest dub of all time. Yeah, but then you know the rest of these. They're kind of like cards you're just going to keep in your squad. We don't really know what's going to happen with them going forward. Is is this like a base heroes and they're going to upgrade them and like release separate heroes? Are these cards going to get upgraded in the future? There is kind of no idea what's going to happen, but there's thoughts that maybe they're going to be upgraded by EA or be upgradable by performance or by your own performance. Who knows? Um, it's going to be interesting to see that goes forward and you know now i have one untradeable in my club to use and if we ever get that worldies summer objective where i have to score a bunch of goals with aussies i'm gonna do it in one like one game (laughs) nice the one other thing i wanted to ask you about i spoke about how conte's price had fallen to 350k and that's on playstation uh Really, a lot of that was driven through an SBC that came out for a flashback Conte. What are your thoughts on the flashback concept, specifically the Conte card, the impact on the gold? Like, how do you feel uh, overall just about this release? I I think I like it. Well, obviously, there's two things. When it came out, it was a much cheaper SBC than it is now post-hero card, because now fodder has really flown like conti caused it to go up a little bit and i sold about half my fodder then and then i wish i'd held because heroes have just exploded like everyone's just been waiting for that type of promo so now that spc is really expensive so i really just want to think about it when it came out because now it's absolutely a stay away i'd say but when it came out it was like probably correctly priced but then you're just getting rid of a ton of fodder that you might have or spending a lot of coins into some sinking them into an untradeable to me that's the biggest problem with it if we had a flashback if next week rather than um rather than rule breakers number two we got a flashback promo with all of these lower cards and it was conte and mbappe and messi and neymar and ronaldo and all those and they're just like slightly lower cards and they're tradable and stuff that would be the best promo they could do this year right i think it truly in 2021 you know before we get to team of the year i think that would be the actual best promo they could possibly do and be so much fun for these untrailable SBCs, it's like uh, i don't know like because they're already like a worse version than their gold card and they're untradeable to me that's the those are the two biggest like knocks so i i i dislike them in that way and if they're super affordable i think that would be interesting if this was a 60 or 80k sbc then oh it'd be awesome be a complete 100 uh buy for me you know do it but i think and you know ronaldo last year was like this and a few of the other flashback sbcs we got last year were like that where they're just expensive to get a card that has a better version of a gold card and so I don't know that I'm kind of rambling because I'm, I'm a little on the fence, obviously, of how I feel about these cards. But ultimately, I can't imagine I'm ever going to end up doing one of these SPCs unless it is crazy well priced. Like if Mbappe comes out and he's like also this 200K or something. Yeah, I, honestly, I think that's fair. Uh, I think it, in the end of the day, I would understand why literally anyone who this 
SBC Conte fit their team. They decided to go and do him. I think I would get it. Like we're early stages. It's a very usable card. I know they changed his work rates. I think he's high, high instead of medium high. So it's like, that's again, frustrating, but his actual stats are pretty good. I'm sure you put a shadow on him. Like he's going to be a totally serviceable CDM and Conte just has that it factor. And if you're in a position where you've been stocking on tradables for weeks on weeks, and you're just looking for a place to put them, you recognize that the hero SBC is a bad value. I'm not going to fault anybody for going and doing the Conte SBC instead of the hero SBC, which we both already said we did, right? Like, yeah, like Conte is probably a starter for a lot of people in their squads. And most likely the hero SBC, you're not going to pull a starter out of that pack. Like I got Robbie Keane, who's worth 450K. He's not a starter in my team. Like he's on the bench. And so I understand why people would just do the Conte SBC. I think that's, it is somewhat fair value for where the stage of the game is right now. I don't really have a problem with anyone doing it. I definitely, if you're in a situation where you have the coins, I would strongly encourage people to just buy the gold and Mm -hmm. hold on to that fodder for something else. Again, don't do the hero SBC, but just keep, be patient. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, or sell because, or sell your fodder that you totally because they're yeah. comical prices yeah and so i think conte is good uh i love the idea of the flashback you mentioned cr7 from last year i thought that was a cool idea they made him right wing he was you know they downgraded a whole bunch of stats but there were people that loved that card and to you know you take a card that's like a million on the market you make a worse version that's 225k and make it achievable and if there are people that are just fans of the player, you make it more accessible for them to get the guy in their squad. I think that's awesome. I love it. I hope to see more of it. There are rumors of an Mbappe who may come out as a right winger. You know, I've heard he might be four star, three star, which is like a huge downgrade from where his, his gold card is at. But his gold card's 1.7 million. Like no one can afford him unless they're a pay to win squad or insanely lucky. Uh, I think it's cool. Like, I would love to see it. Like, I kind of want more of these flashbacks rather than like one every couple of weeks. I'd rather than just kind of like offer these things more frequently, more often. And undoubtedly, we're going to get some great values on occasion and let us just have fun. So I'm a fan. Yeah, no, that's, that works. Um, I agree. And, you know, the thing on Conti is if you're doing the SPC, you're probably going to start them until, february or march in your squad like i can't imagine there's going to be a ton of other midfielders that come out that are just gonna have you know pogba and Ndombele and those cards they're not going to be better than that flashback conte probably without like some significant boost or something like that so you're probably going to start conte for a long time if that's the reason you're doing you know if you're really going to directly add them into your french or premier league squad yeah, it makes sense and so mbappe might end up being the same way so yeah it's cool definitely more content it's better i'd much rather get this than having like a fourth or fifth rule bakers sbc at 50k that I, no one's gonna do i think this is way better than that so it's it's cool it's a great concept and you're right eventually they're gonna drop one that everyone is gonna do because it's gonna be insane value it's gonna be like flashback the doll or something he's just going to be cracked and it'll be super fun yeah totally 
the other thing I kind of wanted to like, as we were talking about the potential of this flashback Mbappe coming onto the market, I saw a thing on Twitter a couple days ago about the base icon SBC had been added into the code. You mentioned how high rated fodder has kind of gone through the roof and you'd recommend selling. As it relates to trading, like where is your mind in the current state of the market? And like, what are you looking at? What are you thinking about? What are you worried about? I am frustrated as I'm sure a lot of people are. Um, Friday promos and the pack supply that are coming out of them are really crushing prices on things to like, I know we've been talking about it, but just comical degrees. Um, I mentioned De Young has cut in half. On Xbox, someone like Hungman Sun went from 200K to, I think he's, you know, he was going to be under 100K by the time you're listening to this, I bet. I think he's like 105K right now. Whoa, I had no idea. Uh, that's Xbox prices, of course. So elite players like that sometimes I think are more expensive on PlayStation. Uh, you know, the hero cards, even before the hero SBC came out, were getting crushed. I was constantly flipping most of my for like buying at 130 and selling for 150, 160. And now he is 90, 100. And so I actually have a couple of them still that I just wasn't able to sell. And then this comes, you know, then Friday happens and everything crashes from panic and from Mbappe rumors, from these base icon rumors, and people are just like kind of selling. And the other thing people are talking about is discords are really moving the market right now. Um, Elite, who is a really good trader, E-L-Y, YT. He's someone I like to follow on YouTube. I don't talk about too much about him, but he he's always had good content and is interesting. He was talking about this, so I wanted to give him a shout out for that. But Discords, like there's these some of these Discords have like 40,000 members and you know, a free Discord or the pay to win, you know, Discords where they've got 50 members and supposedly they limit their membership, but they're giving away, you know, that's 50 people who are making the same exact investment. And that really, really, really moves the market. And it used to be a joke about Matt HD Gamer would come out with his um, market crash video for Black Friday or whatever. Yeah. And it would crash the market and it was stupid. It was just meant like all of these 15 or 17 year olds who apparently only watch him or somehow don't follow anything else going on, but did follow him. Like just we're like, oh, time to sell now, I guess. And we'll all sell at like stupid prices and take losses on everything. And some of that's a good idea to mitigate your losses, but some of it's just your sheep and you are artificially killing the market for no reason. And that is very frustrating, very strange. And of course, pack supply is, you know, at an all-time high. You know, high-rated cars are an all-time high in supply, which is great generally, but it is very frustrating. We've talked about this before, and it's getting even more frustrating that if you wanted to go into weekend league and buying your team, and you saved up all your, let's just, so you've saved up all your coins to buy Mbappe, right? Say so you did that, and you bought him, I don't know, on Friday, October twenty-second. So you know, barely over a week ago, on Xbox. That's actually not a terrible price. He was at, he was at 1.4 on Xbox. Now he's at 1.3. So that's a hundred thousand loss. And that's Mbappe. Who's the best player in the game. Right. But say you were saving up for, again, we said Frankie de Jong. 
his 87. You saved up, you know, you scratched, you played a couple weekend leagues and you really gained a lot of coins. And so you bought him at 90K. He's 33K on Xbox right now. 33 fucking K. One third of the price. And so you just, just your coins are just blown up in smoke. And that sucks. And that's like frustrating. It's got to be frustrating to anyone, casuals, hardcores alike, to just kind of see your coins just constantly evaporating. And I don't know, I am, I'm starting to feel some frustration with that because it does feel like I take three steps forward with trading and gameplay and stuff. And then like five steps back because of these like drastic market swings. Yeah, I think that's understandable. I mean, the, the market decline on virtually all golds has, I mean, this is a whole new year. Like this has not really happened before. And so it's been very surprising to me. Uh, I have certainly been wrong on a couple of the cards that I thought were value, particularly hero cards. I mentioned Robbie Keane, like I, I, four or five weeks ago, like at the start of the game, I thought he'd be tremendous value. He's the best Premier League striker, offered these strong links to other Premier League players. I thought like, oh, for sure he'd explode. And so as soon as I could afford him, I bought him, was using him. It's like, oh, this will be a great investment because he'll help my squad today and then just grow in value and I'll sell him later. And then no, like he just declined, 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 declined. And it's because all these great gold cards just decline, decline, decline. And like people can't justify the premium to pay for these hero cards. And even though they're, they're, they were seemingly pretty rare, it's just the replacement value was just way better. Yep. And so there was no reason to buy Robbie Keane. And I got crushed on that. And this market, it's been, it's been tough for me. It's been, I think I'm just going to stay a little bit out of it. Um, as it relates to the market, is there anything else you want to talk about? Yeah. So you asked me kind of more about, and that was a kind of a long rant by me. And so, sorry, I'm, I hope you guys bear with me on that one, but it is very frustrating. I I'm imagining you probably all are feeling those frustrations. There are things we can do. Um, one do not, I mean, if you are concerned about losing coins, don't buy gold cards, just like straight up, even for your team. Don't buy gold cards. I know KDB just went to like a silly level of like 40K or 50K. But if you're concerned about losing another 20K on that card, don't buy them because it's probably going to keep free falling. But out of pack cards, generally, like they're taking hits, but obviously with lack of supply, you can kind of probably wait it out longer or get lazy buyers and things like that. So that's one place you can do look as investing in out of pack cards. Icon flipping is still helpful, although it's also frust that's another thing that's frustrating to me because they, they also are taking a dip as people are doing sell-offs, but it's still viable. And then just yeah, daily flipping is working. And of course, if you invested in fodder, you made bank today. Now you can't invest. In, I'd say investing in gold fodder is terrible. Investing in team of the week fodder might be very viable right now. If you want to kind of do a club stock, this team of the week is utter trash, but it's cheap as fuck. You know, there's 84, you know, Tadish is an 86 and he's 18 K. Uh, even Alaba who has great links and stuff is 26 K. That's kind of expensive. Gulashi is an 86 and 18 K. You know, look at all the 84s and 85s in this team. You know, Declan Rice, 84 Premier League English, 12K. That's that's just valuable. Yeah, I think 
I think I had probably 12, uh, 86 or yard or yard the ball, the, uh, Spanish left wing from La Liga, uh, Real Sociedad. And I'm just holding him. Like he's gone up like 2,500 coins. And it's like, it's, it's just not a big enough rise to warrant me selling. And I still feel like that's like a good investment. And so I'm just holding, like he's up a little bit because of these SBCs, but I'll just keep waiting. Team of the weeks thus far, haven't really gone up that much. So I'm going to write it out. Uh, One thing I kind of wanted to get your opinion on uh, that's semi-related to the market. We got a question from Adam in our discord and he asked if you think it's a good idea to start saving packs uh, for team of the year specifically. Um, it obviously gives you a better shot at a team of the year uh, during that time frame in January. And regular cards really can't get much lower than they are right now. What are your thoughts on saving packs? How do you feel about it? Uh, you know, can go both ways. So I am not going to save packs this year. I think I'm probably rarely going to save packs at all, except for those random ass Thursdays when nothing is in packs and stuff. That's a time to, you know, when we're in between promos for some reason, that's a time not to open packs. But other than that, I'm not going to save because I think one, this market is insane. And like, if you wait until December, you might be packing 89s that might be worth 10K or 8k or something and that's gonna that'd be killer whereas if you packed it today you could sell that card for you know whatever 35k for 88 or 89 so that there's there's a lot of value in packing the high rate fodder if your entire goal is team of the year bust then of course you just save every pack until then because that's your only goal the downside to that of course especially you know with tradable packs is your trade list eventually fills up with all these duplicates and either you're cut, you know, you're stuck undercutting value. And so you're kind of like losing coins by selling cards that will instantly sell to get them off your transfer list, but you're taking, you know, 100, 200, 300 coin cuts each time you do that, or you're getting untradables. And then you, you either have to wait to do your pack openings until we get a repeatable SBC so that you can constantly be shuffling your duplicates into something or you just have to discard them and then you're that's really losing value and that's frustrating and i've discarded a ton of untradable cards this year because again they have no value right now but it's you know if you're opening 150 packs you're just going to be discarding all kinds of good value cards that you might not want to be discarding so to me those are the reasons not to save but if you're really just taking a shot at a team of the year then obviously the more packs you have the more likely it is you're going to get one yeah i the only additional thing i would add there is like for the small subset of people that might only be playing like squad battles uh as like their primary mode i think then it might become a justifiable position of like yeah sure go ahead and save but if you're trying to play online competitive you're trying to build the best squad you're trying to play division rivals playoffs weekend league i don't think you should be saving the packs like it it just yeah, you, you know you want to have fun and you want to be able to be out there fielding a squad and so i would not advise saving yeah but you know like given you can buy an you can have an elite squad right now for incredibly cheap. So the only difference is like if you're on the cusp of 
an Mbappe or Neymar or Ronaldo or someone like that, that to me seems like where you should be opening packs. But right now, if you're just like, I'm, I mean, we'll talk, we can keep talking about this. Like I'm sitting on like 800 K or so with nothing really to do with it. Like, cause it's either, do I buy a bunch of like 30 K cards from my squad, which I can do and I might do, or do I go put it all in like a Conti or a Neymar or something? And maybe I will do that, but we just talked about the fact that their value is so unsafe that I don't want to do that. So I'm just kind of sitting on a pile of coins right now. And to me, then the kind of the benefit of opening packs and, and injecting even more coins to my squad, you know, that, that, what, what benefit am I getting from that? I think that's a great uh, question to pose to people. Uh, my personal preference is I enjoy opening packs and I know I play enough games to where that happens pretty regular for me in my gameplay. And so yeah. literally at team of the year, I'll be doing enough things to open enough packs to feel like I give myself a good shot at trying to actually earn a team of the year card. If there are any big like milestones or objectives within like four weeks of team of the year, for sure. I'll save them to try to like, you know, see if I can improve my chances but I don't really, I personally play the game so much that I feel like waiting for months and months and months to try to just hit the home run card. I just don't find that fun. Like I'd rather just like, let's just move on. Let me figure out my squad today and like, let's go and let's see. But I, I do understand that there are people who it may make sense for. It's just, it's definitely not for me. It's uh, fair. I'll tell you, I am holding one pack right now, and it's a segue into our next topic, which is I am holding a premium team of the week pack because this team of the week is absolute shit, and so I have no interest in opening it uh, because I played Weekend League this weekend. Uh, Andrew, I am so glad you brought that up. I would love to hear about your Weekend League journey, (laughs) your playoff journey. I mean, we talked a week ago, and you were nowhere near any of this, so fill me in fill the listeners in what happened how did this whole thing Um, go so you and i built me a squad was it two weeks ago now or was it that last week that we just like kind of after the podcast at like 2 a.m my time we're just like both of us dicking around on footbin until we finally came up with like the exact squad i should use that was a short eight days ago all right so what okay so it was mustavoe dembele we're gonna i put Ferlin mindy at left wing back as a left winger so he's off kim and i was a cdm so, so we built the squad and i was like fuck it i'm going for it and it was awesome like w- we nailed it like it was a very fun squad for the coin i put very little coins into it and it was a very fun squad and so then playing in the playoffs, so i just decided you know like i was playing rivals and i was like doing really well with it so i played some playoffs connections were kind of bad gameplay was up and down and so it was either one of two things for me it was like some type of 3040 rage quit where i was just like murdering a kid or it was just a out and out slug fest like 12 round knockout i think one or two of my games went to penalty kicks like just exhausting terrible like just everything sweaty you remember about weekend leagues past and stuff was my playoff experience and i got there i got there i went five and three and then gave away my last game, but I got there. So it was very sweaty, but um, good. Congratulations. Weekend... That's amazing. Thanks. By the way, just to interject, that's awesome. 
Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, I felt really good about my gameplay. I've been watching a lot of videos, King Sunny and Aussie FIFA, especially just because they have these nice two, three, four minute videos that are really helping me because they really help me focus on one thing to do. Uh, you know, one of those I've been doing a lot, I think it was Sunny who was just like, don't ever do a normal ground pass again, unless it's like, obvious like just always do the driven pass and i really try to take that to heart and now like 80 percent of my passes are driven passes and i think i saw a huge improvement in my gameplay by just making that change i did tell you to do that andrew seven weeks ago i'm uh, sure i believe you uh, on game launch i was like nothing but driven passes uh that's all i can add that's well, I just the, didn't listen that's to the you, only so thing i told you to do that worked but uh everything else i tell you has been terrible Anyway, please continue. <laughs> yeah, the that the double tap lob through ball thing, I just still can't get to work for whatever reason. My defenders or my attackers don't outrun the ball because all these drop back motherfuckers who <laughs> just like sit back. And so even if my guy like my Dembele is like even with a guy, so he should be blowing past him. He's still whatever. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so so then I went to weekend league, and you and I were talking, and I think we were just kind of talking on our Discord too. Like, what should I do here? Like, this team of the week is terrible so it's not really worth it unless i get salah but then just kind of looking at it you get i mean the the point system is so weird that it's like hard to comprehend but once you like actually break it down the math if you just went zero and 20 you get awesome rewards i don't, I don't have them pulled up in front of me but they're like all, they're actually awesome rewards so you should look it up i'll look at i'll try to look it up while i'm rambling here but it's just fun like it's just like these tiers now are very good and yeah so they don't have it updated on footbin unfortunately from i think what it used to be but anyway so even just playing all 20 games i guess you i think it's called rank five and you just get good you get i think you get two guaranteed team of the week players and you know red picks and things like that and so it's just good reward so i was like ah, fuck it like i'll do it and then i'll play in the playoff again and like whenever i make it i'll make it again and so i did that that's awesome two I'm things yeah so two things the gameplay was the worst i've experienced this fifa like i, oh, no. I know i went on i went on a rant about like how bad gameplay was and how the connections were terrible and stuff in weekend league it was the single worst connections i faced but by a, by a quite large margin, in fact, it was like comical at times how much like, and I was trying to like some, like I probably more than half of my games I streamed too. Cause it was like, Oh, I just have to record this shit for other people to be able to see because it's so bad. And yet it was the most relaxed and maybe most fun I've had playing FIFA because like I just said, if I went 0 and 20, I was getting awesome rewards. So I didn't give a shit. Actually, there was on Friday night that was really bad connection. I went one and three because I quit two games in a row because I was just like, no, no, like this is, this is utterly horrible. Like I'm missing open nets where I'm, I am like aiming dead center and my players hitting the ball 40 feet into the stands as if I just hit a ball, like seven power out of five or something, just, just comical, like shit like that, that you, we all see in FIFA and stuff. But I was just like, I'm not having it. It's Friday night. This is terrible whatever i just quit like no need to like try to grind it out or anything just fuck it quit and you know then keep playing and a lot of people give away wins and that's fun 
Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, <laughs> I think I got four free wins out of this thing. And that's just great. Like, I'm not going to lie. And I saw one guy, I think it was on Saturday. It was my first game on Saturday. I pull up and guys, like got three silvers and two bronzes and stuff. I'm like, well, either he's giving me a win or I'm about to whoop his ass or he's about, he's like Boris and he's about beating like <laughs> seven to nothing. It was like the only three options. And fortunately he gave me a win. I was like, oh, this is a great start to my night. And I won a couple more games and like with sluggish connections and stuff, but it didn't matter. Like I was having fun. Uh, and then Sunday rolled around and I was just like doing the math. I had like 13 games left and I was just like, I'm just going to like try to play it out and see several. I, again, I said, I got four total, I think free wins and stuff. I was, I think a lot of people were playing golden goal or something like that or close to, you know, you get up 2-0 and they're going out, which is pretty cool because people are pl playing bad tactics because of that right there, if you're not planning to play out a full game, you're playing aggressive, like people do in silver lounge or something. And it's very yep. easy to pick apart if you're like a competent player. So that was cool. And it was fun. And like, even if I had delays, like, well, you're doing stupid things. So I'm just going to like not move and let you run past me. And then I'll, and then I'll run with my Ferland Mindy down the sideline or something. Um, so it was just interesting and fun and weird because the delay experience was terrible. I had a few very sweaty games. But I actually grinded out to technically go 12 and 8, um, which is pretty cool, given that I had I had literally no expectations. I was like, should I go for four wins or eight wins this week in league? And then just got to it and was like, well, I got to 12 wins. And so that got me this premium team of the week pack. It got me three red picks, which were utter trash. I, Mason Mount was my best one. So that's you know terrible. But still, I got like jumbo rare pack and a mega pack or a rare mega pack, whatever it was. So, you know, all in all, like good and interesting. And I will certainly now probably be trying to qualify for the weekend league again. Like I'll now just any day I feel like I have a good connection, log into the playoffs and try to play. And if I make it, then I'll just play out the week. Even if I go 0 and 20 again, like you still get cool rewards. And that's that's a really good change this year. And I know other people who are good players and like super competitive don't love this mode, but for someone like me, it's actually really cool to like, just have less stress and people giving away wins and stuff, which I get. Like if you're really setting aside the time and want to like play out 20 games and find out how good you are, it sucks to like not actually get to do that because half the players you're playing are quitting out and stuff. But for someone like me, it's like, Oh, this is perfect. So. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. Congratulations. Like that's, incredible i'm so happy for you it sounds like an incredible experience one qualifying huge dub and then for the actual like enjoying the the weekend league experience i think is fantastic and it sounds like it didn't take an extraordinary amount of time and i think that's huge so congrats there Thanks. Yeah. I would say probably I'm guessing Xbox playoff qualifying is a lot easier than PlayStation. I don't know why, maybe just because there's so many more users that the people who qualify in PlayStation, I'm guessing are a lot better. So if you guys are struggling to make weekend league and X or on PlayStation, I, I would imagine you're probably still a much better player given the player bases and stuff. Cause I, I came up against some truly trash players in my playoff experience. So uh, I, I doubt you're seeing that same level in PlayStation. Well, that hurts a little because it reminds me of my experience, which was 
I have now played the playoffs three times and failed to qualify all three times. I have been four and three in playoffs twice. So two games in hand to just, I just need one. And I've choked and bottled both. That has been just a miserable experience. So I'm so jealous. And I know, I know you're a better player than me. I'm shitty. I'm a terrible human. Uh, worst person in the world. Uh, however, the one thing that has happened is I've been recording a lot of my gameplay and been watching it back. This is something I've been mentioning over the past couple of weeks. I actually had kind of an epiphany over the last like 48 hours as I rewatched my last failure at qualification when I was at four and three and I watched both games where I basically choked and bottled the whole thing and lost both games to finish four and five. And I realized like, number one, the thing that's killing me is my shooting is terrible. Like I always have more position, more XG, like more shots, more shots on target. My goalkeeper has fewer saves. Like all those things happen every time that I play a game that I'm losing. I do not think you're alone with that. Shooting has got to be the most random thing this year. Uh, continue, but I, I'm interested to see where you're going with this, but I do have a thought too, because I did something this weekend that changed a little bit and I scored slightly more goals because of it. But yeah, and please keep going. So where my head is currently at in evaluation of my play was like, you know, we've talked in the pot. I was gone for 10 days. And yeah. during those 10 days, there was a patch which nerfed the outside the box finesse shot, etc. In my rewatch of my gameplay, I realized I was set up as if I was trying to score finesse shots. And so I'd been playing a lot of four triple two and I would have, for example, my Messi as my right cam and have him set up to be there to shoot a finesse shot. I also have the outside SBs. the box, outside yeah, the box, outside the shot. box. But then I also had Fakir as my right striker in yeah. case I might want to try to do a finesse shot with him from the right side and like do that. And then Benzema on the left. And it's like in rewatching my gameplay, I was trying to shoot finesse shots so many times and they just don't fucking work. Like, I wasn't even trying outside the box shots. I was like literally in the box and I was like, oh, I got Benzema and I'm like three yards away from the goalkeeper. Let me try this finesse shot. And I'd green time it and the goalkeeper would make this insane three yard lunge and save it. And that's been happening all game. Like it's not even in the patch. It's like that shot has never worked in this, in FIFA 22. But I think those 10 days away, like kind of, mess with my head a little bit because i forgot that like you know hey like these inside the box finesse shots like really aren't the the move and so then it was like i tried to adapt a little and i stopped shooting finesse shots and i started trying to shoot just straight cross goal but i didn't change my tactics and so i'm still using like fakir as my right striker 
and trying to shoot across goal. So like you imagine him on the right side of the goal, yep. trying Slicing. to shoot in the left corner and he slices it outside, misses the goal completely. And in rewatching my gameplay, that happened time and time and time again. And there is like this huge, like common understanding that of like people that really know FIFA, like, oh, you should like, if you're going to play two strikers, play a left-footed striker as your left striker and a right-footed striker as your right striker. It literally had them inversed only because yeah, of, of finesse shots. And yeah. finesse shots don't work. And I ran my entire playoffs trying to do this oh. thing backwards. And so I have all these missed chances from these guys that are just like when I rewatch my gameplay, it's like horrific. Like it's like, oh my god, I'm such oh, a that... fucking idiot. So you brought up that there's people, you know, you play your strikers or whatever with their strong foot on the side that they're on, right? So left strikers, left strong foot. The, one of the main reasons for that is not actually the shooting, it's the passing of those strikers. Because when you're trying to cut across goal, at least for me, that's the reason I do it a lot of times is like if you're playing Fakir as a left striker, he's on his left foot and then able to eat more easily hit a pass across or you know back to a cam or something at the top of the box, as opposed to if he's trying to hit that with his right foot, he's going to, you know, or you've got a righty trying to do that with their three star four star weak foot they're going to miss more often uh, or just the game is going to glitch more and try to like push it to their strong foot or whatever so those type of things i think that is as much as getting to the you know the shooting aspects of it i think passing is a big reason why people do that in case anyone's wondering but the yeah the shooting is also important there yeah and you can override the shooting mechanic just so people know uh, so let's take Messi. Like he's a guy that I've now moved from cam to play striker in a lot of my games. And in just envision he's a right striker. And normally I would just try to aim the, the left stick to the left, the far post and try to go left goal. And he'll shoot that on occasion with his right foot more often than not. And it's like that really fucks up the shot. But you can override that shooting mechanic by pointing your shot, like as soon as you hit circle to shoot, if you aim near post, so like to Messi's right, yeah. and then move it to the left and then release the shot, he will take that shot with his left foot. That's way too much to think about that, for someone that like me. Quite complicated and yeah. fast, and like something that the game will end up shooting the ball like for a throw in to like the other side of the field or something. It does work, I promise you. Uh, I believe you. I'm just not sure my brain works that yeah. fast. These well, days. mine doesn't either. And so I fucked it up exponentially and thus didn't qualify. You know, I've, I've okay, tried so, playoffs three times and failed three times. So one thing I've started doing a lot, I tease this. I'm just like shooting directly, like power shots right at goalkeepers or near post a lot more than I was initially. And a lot of them are going in. One reason is people are definitely moving their keeper a lot. I've noticed that I'm seeing a lot of keeper movement trying to like stop the outside shots or think like you do it one time, like you've got a nice shot and set up and try to go far post. And then now you're just going to see a keeper moving there every time. Just give it like one. Remember when um, goalkeeper movement first came in and people were moving their goalkeepers like crazy, like they're cats or something. It was just like all over the pitch. And all you had to do was like wait for them to move it. And then you could just hit it into an open net basically. 
Yeah. You're, there's a lot of that this year now. Like at least I found it in the last few days. It's just, I saw several people just like completely move their keeper out of the way and just hit a near post shot into almost an empty net. Or, you know, a lot of these guys like Mustav, Mastavoy or Dembele or someone just like hitting a strong footed shot near post, you're just kind of going to hit it through the keeper often. So I, I found some decent success doing that. And it's probably maybe not the number one way I scored goals, but certainly one of the top ways I scored goals this weekend. So it was, it was uh, something I was actively doing. Yeah. I think that's actually something I, I, I started tracking like the game this year is really cool. And then after the game, it shows you a lot of more detail than what we've ever had before in any previous FIFAs. And you can actually see like the shot trajectory of all of your shots on goal, your shots that you've taken. And I started looking at my shots that were either saved or off target. And almost all of them are like extreme angles. Like when you have the goal, I can tell I'm always trying to hit basically the posts. Like I'm like trying to always shoot just inside of the posts. And more often than not, it's going just wide or it's hitting the post. The keeper saves it, whatever. But it's like what you just said about trying to just shoot at the goalkeeper. I'm never doing that. I'm clearly trying to always like hit the miracle shot and it's killing me. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, well, one, you're just probably in a mindset of still using your 99 rated, whoever you were using last year, right in the summer. And so that's probably part of the habit you have to break, but it's just something randomly I started doing somewhat uh, unintentionally, just like, fuck it. You've made six, eight, 12 saves against me on this. I'm just going to hit it straight at you and see what happens. And (laughs) somehow goalkeeper animation is you know worse on that like directly like it's more likely to go through your chest than it is that the goal you know the goalkeeper is going to make some crazy ass like unbelievable one in a million save but they do it 12 times a game so i don't know another thing for people to think about maybe it's completely dumb luck and random luck and stuff and i'll come back next week and say don't ever do that again but uh you know i don't know it's it's you know shooting is just incredibly hard this year i think that's the biggest problem and maybe it's because we're not using elite shooters maybe it's goalkeepers are just too cracked out maybe the mechanics are broken i'm i don't find, i know we've talked before about low driven shots i don't find a ton of success with them like i can kind of pass it in the back of the net maybe sometimes with them but like the power low driven shots i am really they either get saved or i just completely miss the net for me so i don't know what i'm doing wrong there still but i've somewhat I do them occasionally, but for the most part, I punted them for my, uh, my FIFA. Well, I use them on occasion, but I am not the, the source anyone should be seeking. Uh, cause I suck at this game. You're clearly the God. Um, nope. you made, you made it to weekend league. So you're better than me. Uh, real quick, uh, before we wrap up this episode, we did get one other question in our discord and quick shout out to anyone who's listening please join the discard discord. It's been an incredible community. People are super friendly. Everyone's out there to help you. It's been really, really, really enjoyable. We've all been having a lot of fun, but we it's very, very a- free. It's very, very free. We should also say, right? Like yeah. we're, we're not going to charge for this thing or anything like that. So like, don't, if you're concerned about that or anything, you know, like getting value for money, well, this is free. So whatever you want to do, just, you know, come, come check it out. Yeah. Come hang out. Uh, but we got a question from Martin P. 
And he said, could you talk about how to defend cutbacks more effectively? I struggle a lot with that and concede a lot of goals like that. And what I think Martin is referring to is probably the like wingers going to the byline and then trying to pass into a striker cam in the box for the quick goal. That's my assumption. Um, Andrew, as the godlike player uh, of these two hosts on this podcast, why don't you answer that question? So uh, on that one, I don't know if I am very good at defending it. I don't know if anyone's very good at defending it. It does seem like, you know, that is an easy way. A lot of people score goals is blasting a uh, power ground pass across goal as a cutback and just tapping it in. That's, that is, or the, or the lofted ground pass. Those are two options. So they seem virtually unstoppable. I try to use um, just straight jockey. So not the, not the running jockey, just regular old jockey. Occasionally that works. Just also try to just push the guy out of bounds, you know, try to kind of guide the person out of bounds so that they're not able to get off the shot. And this game is so broken. They just don't call fouls. So you can kind of get away with it a little bit. Uh, th- those are my techniques. Those aren't very good. Um, th- you know, the other thing I was thinking is cut a lot of what I see is someone trying to take you down the wing, like down the by down the wing, not down the byline and then cut back in towards the box. And if you're in slow gameplay or you're not like fully ready for that, it seems like the defenders are not as responsive as in years past that they would be on that. And for me, that's just kind of like another thing where you just kind of have to anticipate it and try to shove them down the line and really try to take away that cutback. And I think it's probably more important when people are trying to cut back to do finesses and stuff, but I still see it a lot in the games I'm playing at least of people trying to cut back inside and they're not even using fancy skill moves. They're just using either the agile dribbling to do the cutback or just straight fake shot. What, what about you, Tyler? Any thoughts there? I mean, you, you shit on yourself as a game player, but we have consistently said for nine months or however long we've been doing this podcast that I think you are the better game player. So what, what do you think here? Uh, well, I'm terrible this year. Uh, I am a, a win away from D3. So I'm almost in Division 3. So just for our listeners to know, like, that's where I'm at. Um, just just for next week for to get reset again right (laughs) exactly yeah so we'll be down to d6 quickly i'm sure uh no 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 i meant isn't when the season is over don't they do isn't it a full reset and everyone's going back to the division it's actually not been explained we don't know how far we're going to get kicked back but it is okay it is not expected that everyone gets reset to d10 it's expected that everyone gets like a minus x divisions and so man i want everyone to get kicked back to d10 that'd be fun (laughs) But yeah, I, I'm serious. I think that would be fun. So yeah, uh, I don't yeah. I don't okay. think that's Sorry, gonna Kiko. happen. Uh, but on this point, the only additional thing that I would say is be whenever you're controlling a defender, your move should always be either back towards the byline or back towards your keeper, unless you are a hundred percent certain you are gonna win the ball by moving forward. And that's like the principle that I try to abide by. And so it depends on if you're trying to control a fullback, a winger, like what the actual situation is for 
um, Martin P's actual question, but I am a safety first type of mentality. And so I'm always going to run straight back in a straight line towards the byline as my default, like not to the keeper, not anything like just straight back and cut off the lane. Like that's my first priority. And then until I have a read on that, that's all I'm doing. Once I have the read, it's like, Oh, like, I think I'm beat. Like if it's like, Oh, he's slightly ahead of me. That's when it starts to come into like play of like, what are the other options I have? And so then you start evaluating second man press switching to the, your, your other guy, bringing him to cut off the pass because you really have to read those things quickly. It's super challenging. I think, I mean, as we were talking about, if it's the, the byline cutback pass, it's a really hard thing to, to, to block off. The one thing that's for sure is you cannot be hitting a sprint. Like that's whenever you're like in or near the box, the sprint button is going to be your downfall. And so yep. I think Absolutely. that's the where I would say is just let go of sprint and just try to slowly move your guy into this best position that you think you can. And if you think you've cut off the pass and it still beats you and the guy scores, like it's going to happen. Like it's a really hard it's gonna thing to stop. It's going to happen a lot this FIFA. It's going to yeah. happen a lot this It's going to happen. Um, but I would say don't sprint. Try to prioritize running straight back towards the byline in a straight line until you can read the situation. And that's really all I got. Like it's a, it's a hard situation to be in, but that's the best I can do. I would also say there's a lot better game players, both in our discord and in on Twitter and stuff. So also, you know, reach out to some of them and see what they say. And then don't listen to us if they're, they say the exact opposite or they just, you know, seem smarter or better than us. Yeah. It's been fun. We have a, a poster gameplay channel and a lot of folks have been posting their actual like full, you know, 18 minute clips of their games from Twitch or Xbox, PlayStation, whatever. And there's been a lot of engagement on that. People are really getting, I would say pretty significant feedback on their actual gameplay. I personally have been a benefactor of that. I've gotten a lot of great tips from folks in the community and it's been really helpful for me. So please come join us. It's, it's super helpful. It's also fun just to get to watch other people's gameplay. That's not just some random streamer, you know, it's more of a normal person that you get to just kind of watch play. And you also can kind of do your own rewinds and stuff of their gameplay. So that's to me, you know, it's helpful to watch your own gameplay. It's also helpful to watch someone who is, you know, better than you, but maybe not like, oh, this is a super pro who's doing, you know, Anders doing chain skill moves that I can't possibly do, but someone who's just like, does smarter, better things and doesn't fuck up the way I do. It, it helps like clean up gameplay and stuff too. As put in, you know, as well as like getting to help out folks and you know people watching your gameplay and all that stuff. Absolutely, uh, Andrew. I feel like we've kind of covered everything for this week. Is there anything else you want to talk about? No, that's it. I'm excited for Rule Breakers 2. And, you know, maybe this time next week we'll all have Mbappe in our squad for 200K. But you can find me on Twitter and Twitch. I was streaming a lot of my games this weekend at foot underscore AST. Tyler, what about you? Yeah, you can find me at Pace of a Tortoise. You can find the show at foot underscore FIX. And with that, this has been your weekly hit of the Foot Fix. Thank you.